It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Welcome back. Uh, a three-term congressman from Bergen County, New Jersey, Josh Gottheimer, is the chairman of the House Problem Solvers Caucus. That helps to bring parties together to solve major issues facing the nation. Congressman, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be here. And I know you're in the room for some of these negotiations on President Biden's infrastructure proposal. Uh, you've, you've, you've been meeting with... Uh, with, with leadership on both sides. is What's going on with this bill? Is this bill going to pass? Ultimately, this bill is going to pass. I think it's going to be uh, it's still going to be a, a, a few uh, twists and turns ahead. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got a strong bipartisan group in the House with the problem solvers and other members of Congress uh, on both sides of the aisle. Plus, in the Senate, uh, the group that the problem solvers we work closely with called the G20, which is a group of 10 Democrat and 10 Republican senators who are strongly behind it. And so, as you know, what the, the best way to get a bill done in the Senate, uh, not just uh, in the House, is to get enough to prevent a filibuster. And we have that right now. The key is some of these last details. I spoke to a few Republican senators yesterday, actually. And, you know, it's, it's, it's working out some of the pay-fors of how you pay for this um, uh, pieces that we're, we're still going back and forth on. But I'm optimistic that that we're going to get it done. We'll get a deal, final deal done uh, in the coming days. And just for listeners that aren't aren't familiar with it, the, what is what is the Problem Solvers Caucus? So the the caucus is a group of 29 Democrats and 29 Republicans in the House of Representatives. Uh, believe it or not, we come together every single week with one purpose when we meet: is to figure out where we agree versus where we disagree. Uh, and how we can get to uh, a 75 percent consensus on something. That's the number we need for us all to stand together as a block of 58. We don't campaign against each other. Uh, we, we try to get to know each other and build relationships and each other's families and, and trust. And, and frankly, we've been involved in a lot of successes. But more importantly, I think if what the country wants us to be doing in Washington is actually governing and not screaming at one another, this deal on infrastructure, you know, which is been very important for for the tri-state area uh, and and for Jersey, right? Of course, this is roads, bridges, tunnels, public transit, water infrastructure, helping our airports, broadband for the rural areas, uh, energy infrastructure. This package, this physical infrastructure package, wouldn't have happened but for us all in the House and the Senate, Democrats and Republicans working together, in essence, kind of around the leadership structure where where there's not much cooperation and, and communication these days, unfortunately. I had uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on earlier, and, and he was with uh, Senator Tom Kane, who's, who's running for Congress in a, in a different district than yours. And and there was some encouragement on Gateway. Are you, are you sensing some give on the Republican side to allow the Gateway Project to move forward? That's great to hear. Uh, in fact, uh, Leader McCarthy was, was with, in just with the problem solvers a couple weeks ago, and it's one of the topics we covered. Um, yeah, I, I actually think, and we were Secretary Buttigieg, we were, we were on, the, on the rails, as you probably covered, I think you did a couple weeks ago, showing how bad, uh, bad shape this tunnel, 113-year-old tunnel is. And in the bipartisan package, there is a... Uh, 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 group of dollars that are literally allocated for major projects in the country where 
um, uh, where the states match some money and the federal government matches some money. And Gateway is at the top of that list because if we don't deal with this, as you know, and, and continue to just ignore the problem, um, ultimately these tunnels uh, are going to have to get shut down. So I think there's, there's pretty strong bipartisan recognition now that Gateway has to get done. And, and I should also point it out. You're, I mean, this problem solvers caucus. This isn't just this isn't just a group of twenty nine moderate Democrats and twenty nine moderate Republicans. You got liberals and conservatives in this group too, right? Yeah, it's really um, anybody who is actually committed to get something done and and is willing to accept eighty percent of a loaf and not just insist on a hundred percent or nothing. You know, it's it's impossible. To get anything done if it's if it's only my way or the highway, um, and you know you have to be willing to to build those relationships and invest the time, uh, which is as you know is is not something unfortunately these days people want to put in to to build relationships across the aisle. I think it's the only way to govern is to say country ahead of everything else, and and of course focusing on what's best for your district. And, the, and these relationships uh, that, you know, that uh, I've had the opportunity to build have really been paid off for my district, right, for, for the people that I, I'm fighting for. So, uh, I, you know, you wish, every, we wish we didn't need to have a problem solvers caucus. It should just be called Congress, frankly. But uh, in the meantime, we are where we are, as you know. And, and I mean, SALT, the, the, you know, the restoration of, of the state and local uh, tax deductions. I mean, you are you are on this issue as aggressively as, as anything I've, anybody I've ever seen. I mean, is 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 there? I brought up salt, you know, a little while ago with uh, with with the House Minority Leader. Uh, uh, he's on with Tom Kane. Tom Kane clearly wants this salt uh, uh, deduction restored, and 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 I didn't get a no from Speaker McCarthy. Is is this? Is this something that there's really an appetite for in Congress when it comes down, if, when it comes to a vote? Well, that's good news that you didn't get a no. I like to hear that. Um, uh, you know, uh, this is for me an existential threat for New Jersey, right? That, you know, we know that in 2017, in the in the what I call the tax hike bill, because for Jersey, it, it made, didn't tax didn't come down for the average uh, 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 resident. They went up in my district. And because it capped the deduction that people could take um, on their federal taxes for what they pay on their property tax and their state taxes at $10,000, which, you know, the median property tax in Bergen County, uh, New Jersey, one of the large counties I represent, is $15,000, right? So if you're a cop, a teacher, a firefighter, right, uh, a couple a couple that taxes in often case are nearing $200,000, I'm sorry, whose income is nearly $200,000, and your and your home is over fifteen thousand dollars. You know your taxes went up as a result of that bill. So what we're trying to do is fully reinstate the deduction the way it used to be, so that you don't get taxed twice. Right? This this deduction has been around since the early nineteen hundreds. A version of it was around back in the Civil War because people recognize you shouldn't get. It's just not right to get taxed twice on the same income. But this was devastating for Jersey. It sent a it sent a lot of people out of the state. You know, uh, to Florida or the Carolinas or Texas. And and a lot of jobs. So it, this thing is to me is is critical. And overall, frankly, David, the entire package that we're looking at of any kind of changes to the tax code, we have to study very closely. What I have said, if if any changes are made to the tax code that affects families, if we don't reinstate SALT, I'm out. And uh, you know, and, uh, or more clearly, I, I had buttons printed that said no salt, no dice, because to me, this is everything for us. I understand, and I mean, you know, I, I listen to you talk about 
places like Florida and Texas and and South Carolina and getting New Jersey's money. Is there is there any special name that you could think of that you might use to to refer to them? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a friendly way, I, we we call some of these places moocher states um, because they take far more than they they uh, send to the federal government, uh, and we're just the opposite. Uh, you know, Jersey gets about sixty seven cents back on the dollar that we send to the federal government. Mississippi and Alabama get four dollars and thirty eight cents back and four dollars and thirty two cents respectively. Uh, you know, it's, it's the bottom line is the, the idea that we on top of of how we help subsidize all these other states um, now think that we should pay even more without getting this deduction is outrageous. You know, in Mississippi, just to give you a, a comparative. So if, we, if, if the median property tax in Burton County is fifteen thousand dollars. In Mississippi, it's five hundred and fifty dollars for the year. Um, so you get a sense of why uh, what they, these these limits really matter, uh, and why every state is in a different place. It's just a more expensive place to live, New Jersey, as we all know. And we want to keep people here, not just you know, not just when their kids are in school and our great schools and our safe communities, but also after they they, reti- they retire, right? We don't want them leaving the state. We want them to be able to be afford to be able to be near their families. So. This, to me, is critically important that we get SALT reinstated, and we've got a, a big reconciliation package, what we call our basically a, a budget package coming up that you'll hear a lot about in, in the news, and this is a key issue in that package and, and with what happens there. And so and a lot of debate is going to occur in the next week, not just over an infrastructure package, which I think we should get to a vote as quickly as possible, given the fact we've got this great bipartisan support in both the House and the Senate. Let's get it done. Let's have a standalone vote. Let's just vote on that as quickly as possible. I'd love to do it in the next couple of weeks and and then deal with any other budget um, budget uh, fights that would hopefully uh, in, include salt. And, and I want to ask you, I'm speaking with Congressman Josh Godheimer of New Jersey, and I want to ask you about something happening right in your in your home county of Bergen, uh, a group called the Oath Keepers. They, they're running candidates for the state assembly on a major party ticket uh, in to represent towns that are in your congressional district. How does how does a political party come to nominate someone whose organization is on a terrorist watch list? Uh, I, you know, I, I've been scratching my head about that for years, as you and I have talked about, because, uh, you know, we've uh, the, the, the first person I ran against uh, had deep affiliations with with supporters in the Oath Keepers. This was years ago. And it's a group that uh, there's a reason why it's on the New Jersey terrorist watch list. And now, and now, of course, since January 6th, when we saw a lot of Oath Keepers involved in the insurrection, um, it's it's made some of the national watch lists and, and as, lo- as well as other groups like Proud Boys and Three Percenters, which we also unfortunately have of many in my district involved in those organizations. Um, and these are, these are, domestic terror groups. And I don't care if it's uh, an ISIS inspired lone wolf terror group, white supremacists, uh, anyone who's seeking to, to uh, take out law enforcement um, as some of these groups are committed to um, as well as, uh, you know, committed to overthrowing the United States. Um, we should be on all fronts standing up Democrat or Republican 
to anybody involved in these groups. And uh, I I don't understand how anyone, no less a a major political party, uh, could do anything but say, uh, you know, these groups should be immediately disbanded. It's they're un-American. It's not this is not this is not what our country is about. So uh, I don't get it. You know, and and, uh, in fact, the gentleman I ran against uh, last Congress um, in the last campaign had very deep ties, uh, as in fact you pointed out on your, your in, in your, your reporting, had very deep ties to the Oath Keepers as well. I, I just I don't understand it, and it should be unacceptable. And he's he's trying to get the nomination to run against you next time, which uh, which which explains one of the reasons that you 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 know you've become a human fundraising machine. You got you got a lot of money because you know among among many reasons, uh, you may be running against one of these guys and defending you know, defending your district. Yeah, I mean, and and listen, I, I you face people. Uh, you know, I'm committed to working with both sides and getting things done, and just sort of con- trying to find common sense solutions. And 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 on my side, it's not always popular these days to work with both sides and uh, and be willing to say I'm I'm good with 80. percent Let's move the let's move forward. Let's uh, and you know, and, and so I get that. And I also am getting attacked by. Uh, the other side, by on the on the right, for on the more extreme right, for for from some of these groups, because I've been standing up to them and saying whether this is anti-Semitism or uh, uh, or, or, or uh, white supremacy, any of this is totally unacceptable, and, and I think we need to we should all be holding the line on that. But I, it doesn't come without a political price, uh, unfortunately, these days. You know, working in a bipartisan manner is not exactly as popular as you'd hope it would be. I understand, and and I I wish you the best of luck as you continue to do you know all all the basic things. And you know, and next time we'll talk more about clawbacks, and I I think you'll you'll be due for your annual clawback report soon. So I'll be watching for that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, sir. Congressman Josh, Congressman Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey, co-chairman of the House Problem Solvers Caucus. Thank you for thank you for joining me, and and I, I hope we'll talk Thanks again for soon. Having me. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thank you, Congressman. This is David Wildston. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. You are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, Talk Radio 77 WABC, and we will be back with more about New Jersey politics in a few minutes.